On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. go welcome back ladies and gentlemen we are back you hear the tones this is the living legends podcast episode eight super bowl recap we are still in the off season um but you know the people people have been reaching out and uh we needed to to bless you the bless the folks with some with some good listens i want to introduce my co-host as usual mr president and lord dolan how you how you fellas feeling Good, gets me back. Took a little, took a little hiatus. Um, you know, episode eighteen actually, and um, mm. I'm excited to Excuse get this me. in. You know, it's been. Yeah, don't don't you take away ten episodes from us. We worked hard for them. <laughs> take a deuce. Take a take a ten spot off the top. I'm skimming. <laughs> oh man, what's going on, everyone? Good morning to everyone. Let's uh, let's talk about that Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Let's jump right into that. Um, with our, our football gods discussion. It's Baltimore, gentlemen. The gods will not save you. All right, so recapping the Super Bowl, as we all know, as you've all seen by now, the Kansas City Chiefs, new mm. name pending, social justice waking up to that, uh, lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 9-31. to It was the game that no one saw coming. Uh, it was a thorough thrashing. And um, we we all witnessed uh, basically Tom Brady getting crowned as the the greatest quarterback of all time. Right off the top, fellas, was there anything that uh, that stood out to you? I'll, I'll start out with you, uh, Lord Dolan. What what stood out to you about the game and, and and how it all went down? So for me, the two things that really stood out was the level of play that Tampa defense. I they just looked dominant from the first snap to the end. And mm. not trying to take anything away from Brady because it's number seven, but he didn't have to be great in that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He just had to be a game manager. The defense pretty much shut down the potent KC offense. And a couple, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but whenever the camera would pan off on Mahomes when he was on the sideline, he just didn't look well. Mm. That was, in my own opinion, he looked sick or under the weather or something. He just didn't look right. Um, and, he still played a hell of a game, but he just didn't look like he was the Patrick Mahomes that we saw last year in the Super Bowl or this whole season. Yeah, I mean, I would say that like what was what was clear is that like you know offensive line play is important in this league. It's not it's not the sexy position. Most people don't know their offensive line, but like the Chiefs were going in there with like uh, Eagles level of injuries. I mean, they had like. <laughs> They had like two tackles that were gone. They had like a tackle, left tackle gone. So they moved their right tackle to left. They brought in a new right tackle. Steven Wisniewski started in his like third Super Bowl, this backup journeyman right guard, right? He had to play for the first time because of the depletion on the front lines. And Tampa's D was just, they just shut it down. And, um, in a, you know, Todd Bowles played it, you know, coached his best game in a while. And they just essentially said, we we won't get, we won't get killed by the twenty yard anything over twenty and we're gonna rally and tackle 
and they did. And they have linebackers that are fast enough to do it. Like I've seen other people do it, but like they don't have a linebacker like Devin White who can actually get there and wrap a person up and not give up a large, large plays. Um, you know, I know Jim Schwartz is like known to doing his like, you know, uh, his defense on third and long where like everyone goat defends the, the, you know, the first down marker and, you know, rallies to the football. And I've seen a couple of those get blown because the linebackers suck. Like they yeah. just can't get there. And Tampa just showed that like, <laughs> Oh, you know, linebackers matter and pass rush matters. Um, but to your point, I mean, you know, Mahomes gets a uh, turf toe surgery, you know, I think this week or something like that. Um, so he was hurting with it, but what was crazy was still like, uh, the three incomplete passes that Mahomes threw that were some of the wildest passes I've ever seen. Wild. <laughs> Why? There was one pass, the pass to the that somehow still got to the end zone and it you know, he's running in the back. He probably ran around in the backfield for twenty five yards, thirty yards, still got the pass off. I was literally walking through the bathroom because I'm like, Well, that play's busted. And I'm like, he's still up? What what is going on? <laughs> He still got the yeah, pass and off. It hit it hit Tyreek Hill in the, in the face. And mask, it hit him right? in the face mask. It's just like Madden level insane. And it's one of those when it rains it pours things where you know the game was not looking well, and then even yeah. heroics couldn't couldn't pull it away. Um, yeah, I mean if people are catching the ball, it's like wow they were really still in this game. Yeah. Even though they were like decimated, had no offensive line, they were still somehow in this game. I mean, the Chiefs were going chief. Like it was like that level of like Mahomes was, was doing things, which was crazy. When later on, I saw people like making fun, making fun of Mahomes, like, oh, you know, he's not. Maybe he's not as great as we thought he was. And I'm like, every other team in the NFL watched that game and said he's greater than I thought he was because my yeah. my fave yeah. could never. Like my yeah. my quarterback could never. This game would have been a real shit show in the hands of my team. Like that's it's it's nuts. Yeah, it's not often that you have three incompletions that are still highlight worthy and are still some of the greatest throws potentially of the game. Right, and they were dropped. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, the one that he was falling got tackled was completely parallel to the ground. So it's not like oh he didn't lean into the pass. No, he was in the air and he just. All armorous and it went fifty yards. And I was like, "What is yeah. this magician?" You know, and again, could have been caught. You know, um, the the Bucks players are mic'd up and they were just going nuts. The Bucks receivers were like, "Did you see that?" Yo, yeah. yo, for, he's a magician. He, it's a really. Like, I gotta watch God that. God was gushing. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I they were just like that. on the. They were, they're like sitting on the sidelines, just like, "Yo, that dude, bro, he's a magician. He's a magician." That's 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 um, really wild. I I, I think. Um, you know, we, you know, outside of the X's and O's, the, the 31 points by the, by the Bucks is, is kind of incredible. Um, but for it to be such a lopsided game, were you disappointed by how it all kind of, kind of came together as far as like the, the, the game itself, the entertainment factor of the game, game, halftime show, Super Bowl commercials. How'd you, how'd you feel about all of that outside of it? Uh, some some great commercials. Um, great commercials. We probably should disclose that one of our one of our own is uh, has a hand in 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 some making some of these some of these Michelob Ultra commercials. Um, Not gonna lie, which were good. That's me out there. That's me out there. For for full disclosure, I, my my day job is is working in the marketing arm of uh, 
Michelob Ultra, um, for Anheuser-Busch doing like um, strategy and finance. So we had two Super Bowl commercials, um, one directed by the venerable Spike Lee for the uh, for the ba- for the beer, and then we had a uh, another one directed by. I don't know if you guys know this guy. His name's his name's Kyle Maddock, and he um, directed Old Town Road for Lil Nas X. And apparently, in the negotiation, that was such a big freaking deal. So that that uh, that changed a lot of things. But he we did it with um, with Don Cheadle and a bunch of doppelgangers and things like that. So now my my day job has me watching all everyone's commercials, and like we spend like. A full a full meeting afterwards talking about Super Bowl commercials and what'd you think and how'd you feel about that and I didn't like this and all of that all of that stuff. It's pretty cool. I mean, the Alexa one with Michael B. Jordan was a was a favorite of mine. Yeah. Um, it was like towards the end too, and I was like, oh, I don't know why I'm still watching this game. And then it came on and it was just uh, hilarious, absolutely hilarious. If you haven't seen it, um, I think every yeah. everybody every man was was that husband <laughs> just being like, really, really. <laughs> I already turned the sprinklers on. It's actually getting pretty wet out here. Alexa, no, don't do that. No, <laughs> yeah, it's a great one. What, what do you think about the entertainment factor, uh, Sean? I enjoyed it. Um, I thought the halftime show was great. The weekend did an awesome job. Um, I thought it was one of the better halftime shows in recent memory. The only thing I was a little disappointed in—I don't know if you guys feel the same—is that in the First, maybe the second quarter when the game was still close and up for grabs. I feel like there were some 50-50 calls by the refs, especially that interception that was called mm-hmm, back. Mm-hmm. That in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you don't throw the flag on that. You just you just let the guys play it out. And I felt like that kind of dictated the momentum a little bit. Not saying it would have changed the outcome, but I don't think you make those calls. Yeah, I think what's, what's interesting, I saw Warren Sharp, um, who, if you guys are not familiar with his work, he does, um, he basically works with a lot of uh, teams doing um, basically analytics and figuring out, you know, what uh, teams should be doing. And he kind of rose to fame by being like an incredible NFL handicapper and just understanding like betting lines and all of these things. And about you know, midway through the third quarter, he sent out a tweet basically saying it's bullshit that the refs are coaching or are, you know, refing a completely different game this half than they were in the first half um, because they apparently probably went to halftime and were told, don't do that on my Super Bowl watch right now. Like, this is not how you should be refing a game. Like, you are calling some some ridiculous stuff. We should not know your names. We should not know you exist. You should just be here moving the ball and telling us to stop the time and start the time. Um, so it changed things in the in the in the second half of the game. And like you said, I mean, the way football is, I mean, so it's heavy momentum game. So you take away big stuff on a team that kind of really needed that. Um, then it becomes a different game. So even when you change it in the second half, it may be, you know, mm-hmm. a little too late for you to like bounce back from that. Yeah. And, and, and then the injuries, you know, then the wart starts to show and, and you're right. It kind of, you kind of lose your, lose your thing. Side note, I, you know, I heard that the weekend dropped $7 million of his yes. own money. 7 million really? of his own money to do that. Yeah. And apparently he decided to do the Super Bowl instead of, apparently campaigning for a Grammy because apparently getting a Grammy is part of one of the most corrupt organizations in the, in the U S. Wow. So you got to like spend money and do this whole campaign to get a Grammy. 
which is wow. why you'll have people like, and I'm like, now this kind of makes sense because this is why you'll have people who are like, Drake should essentially always be nominated for a Grammy. He should always kind of win a Grammy whenever he comes out because like the run he's on is historic. Um, if you disagree with me, we could have a separate pod to discuss it. But he's he's on an insane um, run. But like he doesn't get get nominated. And I remember him saying like I don't care about Grammys anymore. And it's like well if it's if it's does nothing to do with um, campaigning, it doesn't matter if you don't care. Like we won't give you these Grammys. But he doesn't get them. He doesn't get nominated. It's kind of wild. Well, instead of campaigning, interesting. I mean, you know the the award season in everything is like pretty like pretty corrupt you can you can tell because it's just it's just people it's subjective right um whether you get screeners like who gets included so i didn't know that like he's like good for him to like come out and say that right it's like hey it was worth it for him my wife and i were having a conversation about like you know her theory is like the biggest acts at the time don't actually do the super bowl they tend to do it either afterwards or in like non-peak season for them um it's rare that someone drops a song and does a super bowl like beyonce um but like if you you know we went through the list of like you know some like rolling stones top 29 like super bowl performances you know a lot of interesting facts you find out there nelly's done like three super bowls has he really country grammar like this this one album is out here stretching um good good for nelly um but for the most part yeah you're right you're like oh you know bruno mars did one you know there's like a couple that you're like yeah i can see it might have been right after or right you know kind of right before justin timberlake did one on his own but that wasn't like you know peak justin timberlake and um and that was in the that was you know after nipplegate and all that type of stuff but um, but overall, I thought it was like I thought it was uh, thought it was good, um, and and the whole finally a home team winning. That's that's it's interesting that a fifth seed you know plays the entire playoffs on the road and then the Super Bowl at home and, and finally wins. They can they can stop saying that ridiculous stat. It's like never has a home team. I'm like, well, only seven cities ever host the Super Bowl. So <laughs> those cities are typically not good. So you know, they, yeah. <laughs> So great. I was listening, we, like, you know. I was listening to somebody who didn't really know sports too well, talking to someone else know it, who knew it really well, and they were like, you know, I'm sure the fans in Tampa Bay are really excited. And the person was like, there are no fans of Tampa Bay, except those who live in Tampa Bay. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? That's true. This is not a team that people are like, oh, I love Tampa Bay. Like, nobody likes Tampa Bay. Yeah. You, you literally, Tom Brady, and, like, and Bruce Arians and everybody took a team that, like, this is the equivalent of like going to the bottom and saying like, "Yep, I'm going to take you to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you go." Yeah. You know, not not too far off from like taking the Jags to the Super Bowl. Like if the Jags win the Super Bowl, it's a small group of people celebrating because it's like there are no Jag fans. So, um, so yeah, I think. But you know, before we before we move, I had like two quick points. One was that uh, I don't know if anyone has seen it, but you must see Tom Brady celebrating the Super Bowl win. The man is blackout drunk, threw the Lombardi trophy from one boat to another. Just the the actions of a college student. (laughs) Just 
it's amazing that well, he was that drunk in pu- in public. Grady probably never had a chance to celebrate the first six under the Belichick regime. So right. he's like, I'm just going to get it all out now. This has been right. pent up for decades. <laughs> right, right. You've been a, you're, he's been in a bad relationship all through college. And then his senior year, he realized, I don't need this no more. <laughs> and I'm in college. I need to live my life. <laughs> he, he went yeah. full ham. He he did he he definitely did and um um I think I thought the boat parade was a nice twist right like you know you're not gonna have a huge crowd so they they did it open water and in the open so that was a smart idea by them um and I think just like the off season storylines of like the indictment of the Patriot way right when you have Brady and Gronk basically say like we're gonna leave because we want to have fun we like that it's warm and we're going to go. And then they actually are rewarded with the Super Bowl. Um, and then you just see the, like, you know, before it's like, you just suck it up because we win championships. And now it's like, well, that's not going to happen. And, and they're going to be in a rebuilding mode for a while. And, and I don't know, maybe they trade and get Jimmy Garoppolo back or whatever. And maybe that try to help them. But I think it'll be interesting to see this next act of the Bill Belichick era. And will they be able to be successful again? Um, something that like, I look forward to seeing. Yeah, yeah. I think the you know memory is so um, skewed by recent what things that happened recent. So we can it'll really make a big hit on Belichick's um, legacy based on what he does over the next like five years. Like if he doesn't get back to the playoffs or doesn't get deep into the playoffs, people will forget that like there was a period of time where you you could just. Put your money down that the, the Patriots are not only getting to the playoffs, they're getting to the AFC Championship and probably the Super Bowl. And it'll just become a like, oh, maybe you didn't, like you said, you, maybe you didn't need to do all that to, to get to the Super Bowl. Um, but moving on, wanted to kind of wrap up the pod with some discussions about upcoming pods. Uh, you know, I know it's, it's uh, unreliable when we, when, we, uh, when we appear. We are like... Uh, we are like a, a Batman that that takes our time, and we 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 appear when we when we like to. So we ignore several bat signals and come from time to time for low level stuff. <laughs> so, so to to give some some people some ease, you know, we were we, we talked a little bit off the pot about what the plan was over the next um, couple months as we go through the off season, and I think what we plan on doing is having a pod probably every two weeks or so, maybe two to three weeks, depending on the, the lining up of events. But as it stands right now, um, every two weeks we'll cover the NBA, um, the NFL combine, uh, free agency, and um, then that'll push us into, you know, the little time period before the, uh, the NFL draft. And then after that training camp opening and everything like that. Um, but we have some things lined up for that, you know, that we, we, we want to we wanna talk about. Um, does anybody want to kind of discuss the, the gambling pod that's, that's in the pipe? We've, we finally reached out to agents and connected some dots. Um, uh, if, if you want to bring up, what, what's the idea with the, with the gambling pod? Um, so just real quick with the other pods, I think I know there's been a lot of uh, – um, you know, people reaching out, wanting to get involved. So there's, I think we'll, we'll definitely, um, bring some folks on to, to have some of those conversations and add to that. And if you've got ideas or segments that you want to include, like definitely reach out. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to build a, build a podcast family. Um, so these are, this is the time to kind of hone your craft, right? 
Um, so that being said, the gambling pot, right? So we've got Lucas and we've got a former, um, you know, you know, he's been a living legends, you know, pot, like family, mm-hmm. you know, he's been the family since the beginning when we were like a little 12 team, you know, league searching for identity, hunting people down for, for their bets, you know, he'll be from, back from next jump. year. Yeah. And he'll be back next year too. So, and, and he's been, he's been doing some, uh, some, some handicapping on the side. So we'll have a nice mix of a person that, you know, that has done this as like a side hustle in cocaine cowboy Sharif. Um, and then, you know, Lucas, the former, you know, champion of the, uh, of living legends, uh, he's going to come on and, and, and sort of fill that role of like, if you're interested in gambling, or maybe you've done it before, but you're not really, you know, you're not, you're not Warren Sharp out there. You can kind of sort of speak to, you know, Joe public, uh, and, and hopefully this should be an opportunity to one, educate people on, you know, what's the basics, what, you know, what does minus 110 mean? And, you know, what does it mean to, you know, place bets and that type of stuff, uh, as well as, uh, you know, pick a couple interesting plays every week, right? We can track to see how they're doing. And if you're casual better, you can, you can sort of follow along and, and, and sort of see how you do. And hopefully you walk away with a good understanding, but you know, gambling is becoming a part of the, of the norm in sports. And, and it went from something that no one discussed on air to now they're showing, you know, ESPN's got over underlines and, um, and spreads built into the app. And you're going to start seeing it even more and more. I mean, you know, the sport book, sports books are going into stadiums, right? Yeah. Um, so it'll be good to just sort of evolve as the league evolves. Um, and it'll be another interesting aspect. So that'll be a separate pod that happens quick and dirty, 20, 30 minutes a week, um, getting it out. Um, so in addition to the, the normal, sort of weekly stuff that we're doing. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, super excited. That's gonna be that's gonna be great. Um the the league is gonna change next year. We also um as a as a final note, we will probably have a, a an episode, not probably, we'll definitely have an episode to kind of coalesce all these ideas that we've had for the league, um, based on, you know, how much change we're able to implement all at once and based on all the uh feedback that we get but that's another thing to to look forward to um but again we 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 love the feedback we love the slack this is the time to now that we are on oh forgot to mention we are on the spotify's we're we're where your mama listens to to podcasts we're there we we show up (laughs) so make sure apple 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 podcast google so it's easy to share it um, with friends and uh, let them know that the leagues are coming back next year. We're, we're, the, the goal is jumping from two to four next year. So that's how it's going to be. Um, any, any last words, fellas, before we sign out? Uh, no, I mean, I think, I think let's definitely take some, you know, everyone who's listening, I think uh, this is a time to help craft the fantasy league that you've always wanted to be a part of. Um, we'll combine all the, I think we'll probably have that episode in the post uh, come post free agency before the draft. That's like the biggest gap in time in terms of like the NFL off season. Um, so you might be able to squeeze one in there unless we have a bunch of emergency pods because like Deshaun Watson was traded to the Eagles for Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. Right. <laughs> because, uh, sir, <laughs> wishful thinking. So, so wild three team NBA style <laughs> cap dump, you know, trading picks and, uh, 
signing trades. It's like, what the hell is going on right now? So if that happens, we, yeah, we'll jump on. We'll definitely jump on. But it'll be good. I think it'll be good. And um, you know, let's let's get into it. This is our first off-season pod um, schedule. Um, so we'll learn in real time. But um, we're as good as uh, we're as good as everyone who listens and the feedback and all that's awesome. So let's let's get it. Yeah, guys, we'll um, take get those links to Apple, Spotify, share it. We'll be getting all the old episodes up there, so you'll have the full year's worth of pods. You can go back, listen to your favorite episodes, send us some more feedback. And one one last point, going back to the Super Bowl, quick shout out to Shady McCoy for a second Super Bowl ring without ever taking a snap. <laughs> that Shady is the energy that we all wish to have at our own jobs. <laughs> so, so shout out to him. It's the group. It's the group project. You didn't do anything. You get an A. Like, yeah, it's, it's. We've all identified or wished that we've been able in situations like that. It's like, oh wow, I, I get a bonus too. You're part of the team, right? Yes, yes, yes I was. Yeah, I was. Of course, of course, of course, I was. Thank you. Of course, I was. <laughs> well, that'll do it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. This is. The Living Legends podcast coming to you when we feel like it, as we feel like it, but more structured in the future with more things to come up with. Um, enjoy the off season. We'll be back soon. Living Legends podcast. <laughs>